Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks with your lovely hosts, if I do say so myself, <laughs> Callan and Anna. How you feeling today, tonight? Feeling good, you know, just a normal day, living life. <laughs> <laughs> it's thrilling out here, people. Oh, yes. It really is. So thrilling. <laughs> How about you? I don't really have anything um, of note to say, you know. I'm just happy to be here with you as normal. Same here. I will say, though, that we have a development in the pop culture on the rocks world in that we have created a Discord, which I didn't have the app until the other day when (laughs) I made it, so... Don't know what I'm doing yet, but we're getting it <laughs> sorted. So I will link to it. I'm sure I can do that in the show notes below, along with all our other social media. So if you would like to join that to get in on all of that chatter and have an easier way to send us your recommendations and all that good stuff, or really give us some good or bad feedback, whatever you want to do, you can do it in Discord. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll be a fun way for not just listeners to talk to us but also like listeners can talk to each other so we have we have a lot of ideas just for like you know ways to connect with other people and like especially during these times where you know it's kind of hard to connect with other friends and things it's like this is just another way to to find a way to connect over things that we all enjoy like reality tv and drinking and all that fun stuff (laughs) (laughs) The most important things in life. Right, right. I'm excited to really take our podcast that we do and then build a little community around it. Because, you know, we talk to listeners about episodes randomly. So it'll be nice to gather everyone in one place, like you said, and just have our own little our own little world. Exactly. Makes it more fun. Makes us feel more like a family. Exactly. So uh, what are you drinking this fine evening? Well, I have something new and different. Okay. I'm back on my craft mix. Uh, If you don't know what craft mix is, it is for people like me who don't know how to mix drinks (laughs) in fancy ways. (laughs) And they come in these like individually packaged packets. I already said packets. But anyway... (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Little packets for one cocktail to make. So it has everything that you need other than the liquor and water and ice however you want to do it. So I'm trying the passion fruit Paloma. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Uh, just a shot of tequila, two shots of water, ice, and then you pour in the packet. And I have found, I don't even know if this is true, but it makes me feel better. Uh, I usually <laughs> stir it pretty vigorously and then I'll like pour it back and forth a couple times just to kind of make sure it all gets dissolved because it is like a powder. So you don't really want that like gritty taste. And it is very good. So this is only the second flavor that I've tried. I got a variety pack on Amazon hmm, about a month ago. And the only one I've tried is the mango margarita, which was very good. However, I do think that the passion fruit Paloma is my favorite of the two. Probably I've never had a Paloma before. And I really don't even know what all's in it, but it's really good. And (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has a unique flavor and it's also pink. So that's fun. Yes. Yeah, success. Well, good. I'm glad you are enjoying that one. I didn't really know what a Paloma was either until last year. One of my 2020 things was um, learning how to make a Paloma because I saw it on Instagram and it was that pretty pink, you know, color. Yeah. So I did try it. And in the one I made, it was, I guess it was tequila. I don't know why I was thinking it was something else, but it probably was tequila and then grapefruit juice Hmm. and then simple syrup. I think is what it was. Okay. Don't quote me on all of this, but <laughs> it's something along those lines because, you know, grapefruit is very bitter. Like grapefruit yeah. juice is very bitter right. by itself. So the simple syrup kind of helped cut it and then you salted the rim as okay. well. So it's a really pretty drink, but I felt like I could have done a little better. So, and I'm curious about this with the passion fruit instead of the grapefruit. Mm-hmm. That probably helps it a little bit too, not be so bitter. Yeah, it's definitely not a bitter flavor, but it is nice, refreshing. I'm learning stuff. Yes. What about you? So I'm having a homemade vodka soda. Nice. Yes. Was it $10? (laughs) You mean 15 (laughs) in Vegas? A dollar per cube. (laughs) If you didn't remember, we went to Tao, as we have to say it. (laughs) in vegas a few years ago and each got one vodka soda and that was uh that was it that was that was our budget right there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so ridiculous you really it was kind of like a placebo because like i think i felt nothing from the vodka soda but (laughs) i was like yes i'm you know i gotta act like whoa i'm feeling on on top of the world yes because i gotta get something out of it I mean, I guess I started drinking vodka soda sometime around then, 2016. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that was the first time I had had it, actually, was because you said you liked it. And so I tried it there and it became like what I would order if I ever did go out to a, a bar bar where I couldn't get like a good cocktail. I felt like normally this was pretty good, like a vodka soda. Yeah, pretty safe bet. Yeah. And I don't think it's for everybody. Like, I can definitely see you not liking it if you need something kind of sweeter or mask the alcohol taste a little bit more. Because what I did is I just did vodka, didn't measure it. I just eyeball it. (laughs) Yeah. And then a sparkling water, a plain sparkling water. So I use San Pellegrino and then a couple limes. You definitely have to have that lime to give it some flavor and make it more refreshing. But like if you like sparkling waters like LaCroix, like to me, this is a spiked LaCroix. If you like a hard seltzer, you'd probably like it. Yeah. And so it's really easy to make at home. I just went after I had those Moscow mules, I realized like, oh, oh, wait, I have vodka and I have (laughs) sparkling water and I have lime. So maybe I can make a vodka soda. So I did. Yeah, it it turned out well. So really easy and not a very expensive drink to make or order. But I think only one time I got it out at a concert and I had to like throw it away because it was so bad. I don't know if they just like squirted fake lime juice in there Mm -hmm. or what, but it was like the most like sour taste. (laughs) not good it's like what have you done this is hard to mess up (laughs) yeah seems to be pretty simple ingredients but i know it's an art form it is and people saw me like throw it away probably thinking wow she just wasted ten (laughs) dollars very annoying when you can do it at home yeah you're good might as well say la vie baby 
<laughs> okay, so what have you been watching lately? Well, this is something I've mentioned, uh, I guess, about a year ago. Tough as Nails is back on CBS. Woo! Yes. Yeah. So if you are missing out on your weekly dose of Phil Kogan, highly recommend it. It is very good. As of recording, there have been a few episodes out already. I am caught up, but yeah, I mean, it's very easy just to binge, binge kind of show. If you don't know what Tough as Nails is, it is basically like the brainchild of... <laughs> Phil Kogan and his wife, Louise, they're like producers and Phil directs and he's the host and creator. So he has like poured his heart and soul into this show. And it actually premiered, I guess, last year, the first season, and it did really well. And thankfully, it came back for a second season. I think they filmed actually, I think it was around like October, November of... 2020. So obviously they had to work around all of the COVID protocols and figuring out how to do production and cast and all that jazz. Thankfully, they were able to make it work and everybody was safe with all of that. Yeah, so Tough as Nails is kind of, I feel like it's like a celebration of people who work in the trades and who work more physical labor in their jobs. So um, it has a cast of people who, uh, you know, a variety of people who maybe work on like a um, seafood boat or an iron worker, a roofer, a construction worker, like people who work with their hands all day. And kind of one of the things is like, they don't have to go to the gym because their day is basically consists of like working out. And so really physically strong people, mentally strong people, emotionally strong people, just a celebration of like those people that I feel like get looked over, especially this past year, people who are essential workers and are still keeping our country running. So that's been really cool. Just kind of a celebration of that. They do mention COVID in like the first episode, just talking about like how all of these people have still kept working, trying to keep everyone's, you know, electricity going and building things for, for people. And um, there is actually a nurse who is on the on this current season and she was in a COVID unit. So just a celebration of her as well, because I do feel like the nursing field is probably seen as, like they probably wouldn't see that as like more of a blue collar, quote unquote blue collar, whatever that means, kind of job. But she kind of was like trying to break the stereotype of that and showing that she is physically strong just in different ways and emotionally strong. So yeah, the cast is really good. I feel like the show does a good job of showcasing all of these people and talks about obviously their jobs, but um, just like how much they're passionate about their job and then including just like every other reality show, including their family life and like their hobbies and all that kind of stuff. I think it was a cast of 12 that we started with. So very small number. And something that's different about this show is that no one is voted out to where like you don't see them again. So like, you know, Big Brother, Amazing Race, Survivor, at least the pre-jury people, if they're voted out, you don't see them again unless there's a battle back, of course. But with this show, if you lose the individual competition, you're still part of your group competition. So you can still win money. You just can't win the title of Tough as Nails and the like, I think it's $200,000 and a new truck that you win. It's a fun show. 
I recommend it. It's on CBS. Comes on Wednesday nights. Well, we love Phil around here. He's our favorite person. (laughs) Gotta support him. I haven't watched yet, but I really want to because I think the concept is really great. And I love that they're highlighting those people that I feel like don't get as much attention, especially on TV. Yeah. Or a reality show. Most definitely. I think that's really cool. And I want to support that. If you want to learn about season one Anna did educate me on an episode um, a few months back that you can listen to as well so (laughs) check that out highly recommend (laughs) yes it's a winner and I haven't even seen it yet so (laughs) yeah it's great and yeah just something different and definitely something different than we've never seen from a reality show so that's what makes it fun also if you were just like obsessed with listening to phil talk about whatever he's very active on like podcasts and press for this show because like i said this is his baby so he highly promotes it obviously i haven't listened to everything that he's on but i am a fairly loyal listener to rob has a podcast and he does an episode recap of tough as nails And Phil comes on a lot of the episodes. If you kind of want like some extra behind the scenes stuff and he kind of explains some things that have been going on or something, then that's a good way to kind of like learn some extra fun stuff. Phil also has his own podcast called Bucket, the Bucket Podcast. So it's all about interviewing people who have overcome really big obstacles in their life and done amazing things and ticked things off the bucket list is where bucket comes from so it's really cool I don't know if he's currently making episodes but there's a lot that you can go back and listen to if you're interested yeah you can just learn about all sorts of people and Phil is just the bomb so check he is it out. he definitely just has a lot of talents yeah and if you're curious to hear how Phil does interviewing then <laughs> it's fun he has a lot of really interesting people on there for sure I've enjoyed the episodes I've listened to speaking of things that I have enjoyed I actually am going to change it up and talk about something that I did not really enjoy <laughs> <gasps> that never happens on this show <laughs> I know. You know, we usually talk about things that we like and recommend for multiple reasons. One being that's obviously what we enjoyed. And so that's what we want to talk about. We want to recommend things to y'all who are listening to watch or if you don't want to watch them, we want to tell you about them, you know, give you the cliff notes. But sometimes it's fun to throw in something that you didn't really like. And that's what I'm doing this time. Plus, like, I would say neither one of us is very picky. I would say it's rare that I start a show that I don't finish. Now, it might take me a long time. Yeah. But I, I'm the kind of person I want to know what happens. Like, I've only turned off a couple movies in life. Like, I, I'll power through because I just want to see what happens and, like, know the story. Yeah. Have a firm opinion. I didn't do that with this, so sorry. I watched the first episode of Jenny and Georgia on Netflix and I sent Anna some drama that was happening with it because apparently this is an episode that I have not seen but apparently one of the main characters Jenny makes 
a joke. She says something along the lines of like, you go through guys like Taylor Swift or you go through boyfriends like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift being Taylor Swift tweeted at Netflix saying that wasn't cool, especially after Miss Americana. Yeah. And that joke's from 2010. It's sexist. It's lazy. Like, do better, basically. So, I don't know. Maybe Miss Americana 2 will be on Hulu or Prime. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I totally, I get that. And apparently people are attacking, like, Swifties are out there attacking the actress who plays Jenny. I'm like, okay. Do you understand, like, how a script works? Mm, like, yeah. She didn't just come out without herself. Right. You know, improv. <laughs> right. Like, why aren't you tweeting just at, like, Netflix or the writers or any of these other people who did have control over that line? Right. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I had watched the first episode before that happened and I wasn't sure if I was going to watch it to begin with, but my roommates and I just turned it on one night, gave it a shot. And when I had seen the trailer originally, I was like, okay, this is literally Gilmore Girls (laughs) 2.0. It's a single mom who got pregnant when she was a teenager and has kind of lived a wild life. They've moved around. The daughter is like, more mature than the mom and is smarter than the mom they have a challenging relationship from the what i've seen on the first episode they're not close like lorelei and rory were but still when if you just watch a trailer you're like okay are there no new ideas <laughs> right they're in new england too so it's yeah. like all right so anyway i didn't really have high expectations and my thoughts were the acting was okay it was weird to me to see Scott Porter. Scott Porter was on Friday Night Lights, if you remember. Mm-hmm. He was the quarterback who got paralyzed. It's in the first episode, so spoiler alert if you're 15 years behind. <laughs> and then he was also on Heart of Dixie. He right. was the main character on there. So he's a good actor, but in both of those roles, I've seen him with a southern accent. Mm-hmm. So it really threw me off to hear him like speak normally. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Why, why don't you have like a Texas accent? Yeah. That was interesting, but he's the mayor of this town that they moved to. So it's like Jenny, Georgia, and then Austin is the little brother. Jenny's real name is Virginia. They're all named after places they've lived. So, haha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was doing the most. Like, it was like, we're going to be every genre. <laughs> like, we're going to have literally a very dramatic, like, emotional scene here. And then, oh, all of a sudden we switch gears and it's, like, a comedic role. And they're using those sound effects. It's, like, the country music or, like, you know, like, the little banjo playing in the background. Like, them <laughs> bouncing around. Oh, but then, wait a second. It's now a thriller. Like, there's a mystery. Yeah. Is someone a killer? <laughs> And that's a lot for the first episode. Yes. And honestly, I think it was, I mean, a normal 45, 50 minute episode, you know, for Netflix. And so much happened. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. And it was just like they sped everything up. It was just like, wait, wait a second. Like, they were trying to provide like character development that. Like, we don't even know these people yet. And already, like, they're changing, you know, character traits or personalities on us, you know? Yeah. Um, or doing things that I'm like, wait a second. I don't feel like you would have done that. Like, what are you doing? It just really threw me off and I didn't really know how to feel or how to process anything that I was watching. And it just seemed, like, beyond unrealistic. We watch things, you know, for... <laughs> 
escapism. It's like, sure. okay, it doesn't have to be like the most realistic thing ever. But I think the the fast forwarded like nature of that, like the sped up events made it feel like, okay, not all of this would be going on. I don't know. This just doesn't make sense. So I'm going to go ahead and provide a little spoiler here. So sorry. Skip through if you don't want to hear it. Jenny, she starts like kind of she has a crush on the neighbor of course like who goes to high school with her right and they talk I mean maybe two or three times like they talk in the driveway they see each other at school very brief conversations okay like maybe they have a connection because they're kind of staring at each other a lot all of a sudden he has climbed up her window to her bedroom (laughs) is coming inside oh and he's saying that like he's so drawn to her there's just something between them he does have a girlfriend by the way we've seen her oh but he's like i just like feel this connection with you next thing i know their clothes are off okay <laughs> i would I, I we were like what is happening because <laughs> literally 10 minutes prior jenny had been on a date with this other guy from school and was like so awkward like any interaction she's had with a guy she's like so nervous because i mean she has zero experience she had not kissed a guy until early in this first episode as well Mm-hmm. So you expect me to believe that now she's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have sex with this guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, you could barely hold a conversation with anybody earlier, and now you're just going all in. Like, go for it. <laughs> it was beyond. And so by the end of the episode, like, she walks up to them and almost, like, spills the beans in front of the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's very nice to the girlfriend, but looks at the guy, gives the guy, like, a knowing look. Right. And says to herself, like, I've got the power now. Like, what? What? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) It just makes no sense. So anyway, that's just an example of like, there was a lot going on. And it was, it was trying really hard. So I don't really know what the critical reception is. If you've watched it, let me know in an email or by messaging us. Because I'm curious to like, know what happens. But I just don't think I'm going to invest my time. I got too many other things. Right. Yeah, you got to pick what you want to commit to. Because, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, does it want to be Gilmore Girls? Does it want to be like, what's the secret life of American teenager? Mm. Or like Pretty Mm. Little Liars? Or what? My gosh. Don't even get me started on Secret Life of the American Teenager. (laughs) Slat, as I like to call it. That show was so bad. And I I watched a few episodes here and there on TV. And I felt like it could have been good. But the only way I can describe that show... Like, what was so bad about it was the dialogue. Like, I couldn't even blame poor acting because they had nothing to work with. Yeah. Like, it's so hard for me to mimic a conversation that they would have on there. But, I mean, it was like, you're going to the store? Yes, I'm going to the store. Do you need anything? I don't need anything. (laughs) I'm going to get bread. I don't like bread. What about this bread? Okay, I'll get that bread. Like, it was so (laughs) stupid. And it was like they would just repeat, like, what the other person would say. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like, okay, I as a 10-year-old can write better than this. (laughs) (laughs) Or 13 or however old I was. I don't know. But sorry, but it, it biased me towards Shailene Woodley forever. Yeah. I know she's gone on and done things like Big Little Lies that she's on now that she's Mm -hmm. apparently really good on but you just won't convince me that (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the only way I see her. Yeah. Anyway, congrats to her and Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Who knew that would be like the talk of the town for like a good week? Yeah. I mean, we found out they were dating and then they were engaged. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I will ever get used to that. I, I think that's the last couple I would have paired. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> best wishes. Yes. Well, every week, Anna and I give one reason why we should be on The Amazing Race. As if we haven't, like, hyped up Phil enough on this episode. That's true. To get us on there. That should win us a spot. But if it doesn't, what else? What else do you have? We, it's true. We are Phil Kogan mega fans. We support (laughs) him and all of his ventures. So this is a little out of left field, but I feel like it's applicable and it's a funny story. So it's kind of like, you know, two birds, one stone. So I feel like Callan and I, we take calculated risks. So uh, before I get into the details and the weeds of this crazy happenstance of my past life, I will say I do not condone any of my decisions and (laughs) do not think that it was a good idea looking back and definitely do not encourage people to do it. There you go. You live and learn. It's true. And maybe that's also something that I would be, we would be good on the race is that I learned from this and Mm -hmm. it'll help me in the future. And it still helps me. So anyway, down the nitty gritty. Back when I was like a senior in high school, I went to Atlanta, Georgia for a conference at the Superdome. And, you know, we're we're just average Joe high schoolers. So we get, we stay at like a Microtel hotel out in the boonies. We, there's like a shuttle bus from Microtel that will take you to the nearest stop on MARTA, which is like Atlanta's subway system like we I think this was maybe like the second or third day of the conference so like you know we're kind of like into the routine we know where all the Marta stops are that kind of thing you know we get our nice continental breakfast which is like you know the folded eggs with the stale bread all that good stuff Mm. and (laughs) I had gone to the restroom and I realized that the shuttle left me so all of my my group that I went with they all left and were down the street (laughs) So I was a little confused as to what to do. Thankfully, I had one friend in that group who realized I wasn't there. And she texts me and she's like, hey, are you on the bus? And I said, no, I'm still, you know, here at the hotel. Um, eating my folded eggs. And so she had like asked the bus driver to, to turn around to go pick me up. And he had said, no, you know, I have to keep my regular schedule. Well, if you know the way that uh, hotel shuttles work, it takes a while for them to get around their little stops. So mm-hmm. by the time the shuttle would have gotten back to the hotel, it would have been probably like 45 minutes later. And then that would also not include the travel time getting to the subway station and riding the Marta to the Superdome, which mm-hmm. thankfully I had all of my stuff. Like I had my card, you know, to pay for Marta to get it, you know, to uh, get on there or whatever. However, I was trying to calculate, you know, is it better to wait for the bus to come back and then have to take the bus all the way to the subway station and ride it all the way to the Superdome and I'm probably going to be at least an hour late? Or do I find an alternative? Well, me and my 18-year-old self, who just has like great memory and great vibes from people... (laughs) 
there was this girl <laughs> who, um, she was probably a couple years older than me. Like, she was probably in college. And she realized, like, I was kind of in distress and not really sure what to do. And I think she maybe heard my phone call with that friend. And she was like, hey, do you need a ride? And I kind of debated because, you know, your parents tell you not to get in cars with strangers Especially, Uh you know, like groups of people. And looking back, (laughs) it's like, you know, Atlanta, Georgia is a mecca for human trafficking and many other horrible things that happen in this world. However, again, this is the part that I do not condone. (laughs) I do not think this was a good decision. I definitely (laughs) should have just waited on the bus and gone there myself. However, I did not do that. I decided I've seen these people at this conference already. So I know that they're going there and hopefully they're not going to kill me or something. On the way, right. On the way, correct. (laughs) So they were like, yeah, we're not taking the shuttle. We're driving to the Superdome. And I was like, okay. So we get in the car. Thankfully, you know, they seem like nice people. They're asking me like, you know, where are you from? Mm -hmm. Why did your people leave you? Like, are you like the scum of the earth? The the (laughs) black sheep of the group? Whatever. The ugly duckling of the class. And um, I remember that they gave me like a pack of fruit snacks. And I like debated if I should eat them. And I was sending my friend like play by play. I was like hey just so you know i'm in this car with these people and she's like wtf why did you do that (laughs) way to go christina i don't know if she's listening or not but anyway yeah so thankfully i made it to the superdome in one piece i actually ended up beating my group who of course you know the subway's gonna take forever on that day elena traffic was just great and so i actually had to wait on my group for about 45 minutes because i beat them to the meeting wow yeah and so when you know my group meets back up and they're all like oh how did you get here and we're like really confused and I don't know I probably try to make them feel bad like you didn't realize I was gone what a douche you know I know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you're probably like what does this have to do with the race Okay, first of all, we're definitely not going to get in a car with strangers. Like, that's just not something you do. Uh, However, I mean, we will have a camera person with us. So it's kind of like, you know, maybe they can help us out. (laughs) We got a witness, right? Right, right. But anyway, now I know this is not something that people do. Thankfully, I was in a good situation to where it all worked out. And yes, I threw away the fruit snacks. I never ate them just because... Safety first. Yeah. I was like, who knows what's in these fruit snacks? I have no idea. But yeah. So, you know, I'm not afraid to take risks. However, due to that circumstance, I do feel that I have a little bit of a compass to know that was not the best. Even (laughs) though I did beat my group. So I feel like that's the ultimate power move. Like, okay, y'all, <laughs> you suckers left me behind. Right. I'm going to beat you there yeah. and then make you feel bad. It's true. Yeah, you took maybe a risk getting in the car with people that you did not know, but you also had a vibe that it would be okay. Like you were able to trust your gut instinct that it was true. okay. Mm-hmm. And so that is valuable resource for the race. Really, you were solutions minded. 
and you ended up getting there faster. So if that could happen to us on the race. It was kind of like a fast forward. Exactly. We're in great shape. (laughs) You know, I don't, I'm not going to encourage that either, but I think that you should evaluate your options and then pick what you think is your best and safest method. Yeah. It's a learning moment for us all. Exactly. Well, I'm very glad that you made it back with your group. Me too. And I hope they all felt really bad for leaving you. (laughs) They better. I have been left not nearly as dramatically, but like I was on a college campus in high school and my whole group of people walked and like I looked around because I think I've been over talking to someone Mm -hmm. and I looked around, they were gone and I could, I could see them like across campus, like walking. (laughs) And so I literally jogged to get there. (laughs) I caught up to them and I was like, you know, y'all left me and they had not noticed. No one had noticed. <laughs> and it's just like, really? Okay. See, that doesn't really build your self confidence in high no, school. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. At least Christina knew you were gone. It's loyal true. friend. What a true friend. <laughs> well, speaking of loyal and true friends, that is a big component of the show that I'm going to educate you on tonight. I briefly have mentioned it um in the last episode or two that I've been watching it, but I thought I would tell you about Firefly Lane. Yeah. Since it is fairly popular on Netflix right now. Do you know anything about it at all? The only thing I know is what you've mentioned in the past episodes. That it has the girl from uh, Grey's Anatomy in 27 Dresses. Yep. And then it has the girl from Scrubs. Yeah, like they've been lifelong friends and all that jazz. But nothing other than what you've told me on the podcast. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's really the basic premise of it right there. It was originally a book by Kristen Hanna. I feel like Netflix is on this. We're going to turn every book or book series into a <laughs> right. show. Um, why not? It's just free content in a way. Yeah. So Already has a fan base. Exactly. Yeah. They adapted it into 10 episodes and the series premiered on Netflix on February 3rd of 2021. So relatively recently, but yeah. a lot of people have been talking about it. So yeah, it has Katherine Heigl. Um, she plays Tully Hart. Yeah, was on Grey's Anatomy for years and then was in some movies like 27 Dresses, uh, Knocked Up, more comedies like that. So you've definitely seen her. So her character, Tully, she is a talk show host. So she is the host of a show called The Girlfriend Hour, kind of like a daytime talk show. She has a lot of life struggles, which I will dive into. Yeah, that, that plays a part in her character for sure. She's definitely been through the ringer. I will also go ahead and add that in Firefly Lane, it's shown in three time periods. So there's like the current day and the current day is 2003. That's their current time. Mm -hmm. There are flashbacks shown from their teenage years in the 70s and then their like early career right out of college years in the 80s. The the teenage version of Tully is played by a girl named Allie Scovby. Not sure if I'm saying that correctly. I've never seen her before. I don't think she's been in much but um, she 
she's really good. And I'll say that when I watched the first couple episodes, I was like, who does she remind me of? Like, I thought I had seen her in something before. Yeah. I looked her up and it was like, she hadn't really done much. Finally, it hit me when I was watching the episode that she really reminds me of Giannina from Love is Blind. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very random, but it, it my brain got there. Yeah. So Telly's best friend is Kate Malarkey. That's played by Sarah Chalk. As you said earlier, she's best known for Scrubs. She's also on Roseanne back in the day, if anyone mm. remembers that. So she is a mom of a teenager who is going through a divorce and she's trying to get back in the workforce. So Tully has made this career for herself like she's famous. Everybody knows her. And then Kate has kind of left the work world to raise her kid and do all that. So she's out there trying to kind of find herself again. And then a girl named Rowan Curtis plays the young Kate in the teenage flashbacks. Catherine and Sarah play their early 20s selves. Okay. And then there's Ben Lawson. He plays Johnny Ryan. So he is Kate's husband slash soon-to-be ex-husband. And he is also the producer of The Girlfriend Hour. Oh, okay. You see in the 80s flashbacks that he's a producer of the local news station. So it's set in Seattle. They grew up in Seattle. Then they started their career at a local news station there. And Johnny is the producer. He's a really good-looking guy. He's Australian. So, you know, everybody loves him. <laughs> and his thing was always that he wanted to do impactful journalism stuff that really mattered tell stories that were actually important a lot of times he got stuck doing like the stupid news or like you know just kind of like cheap stories that yeah. and shallow things that he didn't think were important um so he struggles a lot with that that's a big part of his character there's also cloud she is played by Bo garrett and she's tully's mom in those 70s flashbacks you see a lot of her like she left tully with her grandmother for a lot of her early life when tully was a teenager she took her back full time but cloud is a drug addict like she just lays around and gets high all day um and drinks and is really like not paying attention to anything Tully's doing doesn't really notice Tully um, and that does a lot to Tully's self-esteem and having those feelings of neglect it really impacts who she is early on and mm -hmm. then you see the effect of that in her adult years as well. And then you have Yael Yerman plays Mara, who is Johnny and Kate's daughter. So she's going into high school. Um, and she and Kate have, you know, a lot of problems, as do many mothers of young teens. Right. So the overall setup, besides what I've already given you, is that Kate and Tully are best friends. They met in high school you see how their friendship came to be in those flashbacks and then every episode has at least those three time frames sometimes they'll show you something else so it's a lot going on like each episode packs a lot into it but all of the flashbacks and the current time are relevant to one another so like something going on you know gives you insight into the current day or you see how something came to be or how it ties in now which I enjoy that like I 
I think flashbacks are a trendy thing right now. I think that's how a lot of people are writing books or producing shows or movies. And I don't know why. Like, I definitely like the flashback thing. I think sometimes it's maybe an easier way to tell your story. True. Because you can get, like, the backstory by showing it rather than trying to, like, incorporate it somehow into the current day. So I do think it's trendy. But it was interesting to watch here. So uh, obviously the main aspect of the show is their friendship and the things they're going through in the current day. Mm -hmm. And then the flashbacks show you kind of how they got there. So Kate and Johnny are getting divorced, but in the 80s flashbacks, you're seeing her have a crush on him or the early parts of their flirtation. And so there's all this kind of in-between stuff you don't really know. Like, when did they actually get together? Why are they breaking up now? Like, Mm -hmm. should I still want them to resolve this? But also, like... Kate is trying to find herself again and is dating you know a couple different people and living it up and Johnny is deciding to go to Iraq to be a field reporter again like kind of start his career over in a way like Mm -hmm. get out there where important things are happening and so it's like okay the flashbacks are making me want them to be together but I'm also seeing this current day where it's not working but they still love each other it's just like very complicated yeah and then tully has problems you know with relationships she's very much a like one night stand kind of person she doesn't want to get attached which makes sense when you see what's happened to her um in her life and people accusing her of sleeping her way to the top when that's not what's happened yeah struggling with drugs and alcohol somewhat like her mom she does have a love interest in this season his name is Max I think he is so precious I love him (laughs) and I really like them together but it's very hard for her to not push him away because she just doesn't want to get too close to anyone and she's still dealing with a lot of the impact you know that her mom has had on her you see a lot of that you see her kind of going through career changes Kate also starts a new job but she's like an assistant to this young girl so she's starting over and finding her way so a lot of like the relationship or the friendship stuff comes into play especially with seeing their dynamics over time like how Tully has always been the cool one the pretty one like every guy's in love with Tully Mm -hmm. whereas Kate was like more awkward like not self-confident and Tully always like pulled her out of her shell and like in some ways probably was a bad influence but made her actually like go live life yeah you see in some ways like how that relationship has had its struggles because a lot of times like Tully wouldn't pay attention and would go after a guy that Kate liked or you know like get this position or this attention when it was like Kate's time kind of thing and so there's that like bitterness or resentment that they deal with there's a lot of just like turmoil (laughs) I guess is a good word and then there's also some mysteries like throughout it you see this funeral that people are at and you don't know who is dead for sure Mm -hmm. you believe certain things at different times because that's actually a flash forward two years after their current time okay so you're unsure 
future like oh no who's died so that kind of puts you on edge they'll leave you on a cliffhanger sometimes so there's a lot of lot going on but to me it held my attention the whole time I probably wouldn't call it like a favorite of all time but it was very entertaining I would recommend watching it just because the acting was awesome and I think based on what I've read like everyone can agree their chemistry Sarah Chalks and Katherine Heigl's chemistry is really good Mm. you definitely believe their friendship so I think that's the highlight apparently it got mixed reviews it got a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes which is not the best yeah there was actually a quote that I saw about how someone described it that I thought was interesting Judy Berman said, by most metrics, Firefly Lane is simply not a good show. <laughs> Yet, oh. despite its <laughs> despite its many limitations, there's something lovable about it. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, like, you, you get invested in the story and the characters, but I think a lot of people were upset about the way it left off as well. It's like, it kind of left you with a lot of questions and didn't yeah. give you the answers that you wanted after watching it. And I, I totally get that. That. I think the problem that some people saw with, with it sometimes was it was too much going on. Kind of like I said about Jenny and Georgia. It was just like when there's a lot of flashbacks and sometimes that story isn't relevant. It's like, okay, let's see more of like what is relevant, like what's going on now. Yeah. Sometimes you just didn't like what they were doing, like people they were putting together or plot twists that they were doing. Sometimes you were kind of annoyed by that. And then leaving you with questions is frustrating. And I mean, when you think about it too... I'm sure they were dragging it out in a way to leave room for another season, but it's only one book. So it's like, okay, we've gotten 10 episodes from one book. So they're kind of having to like really drag it out more than if they were like, okay, it's going to be a limited series and we're done. Yeah. So I think they're, they were planning for that as well. Like I said, I recommend it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a show that will hold your attention. And I mean, it's only 10 episodes, so it's really not that much of a commitment. Yeah. If you're at all interested in the plot. So I would say watch the first episode, maybe the second episode too, to get a feel for the characters and see if you're interested. And if not, then you can just listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That sounds really good. I mean, I love like just stories about friendships and I feel like that's something that's especially if they have great on-screen chemistry that's Mm -hmm. something I'm always curious to know that sounds really good I I've heard several people talk about it saying that they enjoyed it as well so I know it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty popular especially right now yeah yeah I think it's it's fun to watch like a a show about two women being friends and they're really different in personality yeah uh, and their lives have taken really different directions but they've stayed friends over the years because they've been through so much together too so I think right. that's it's nice to watch that and kind of have something different in that regard mm-hmm. yeah good to know I'll definitely have to do that anywho that's all I've got for Firefly Lane mm-hmm. I think we've had some good discussions tonight talked about oh, the, yes some good stuff as always <laughs> big shout out to phil our, our yes guy. he's the star of the show but yeah that about sums it up for this episode as always we appreciate all of you out there listening if you don't mind we would love for you to give us a rating and a review and also subscribe if you haven't already so mm-hmm. you never miss an episode you can find us on instagram twitter via email or now on discord so 
come join the chat. All of that will be linked in the show notes down below. So until next time, I'm Callan. I'm Anna. TTYN. Talk to you never.